Skinner. Absolute Radio. Guess what? This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. You can text us on 81215 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on <laughs> Absolute. Um, yeah, so it's uh, December. That was nice. I liked it. I felt like we might have worked on a cruise ship. Who are you? <laughs> oh, this is yeah, who is that woman? Who's it's this my voice. Speaking when Emily do Dean I sound is a bit? To... I have had laryngitis. Do I sound like I organise parties in Ibiza, Frank? <laughs> I'm sorry that I do. You sound like uh, you've got a hint of the. Um, who was the woman from EastEnders who got involved in a scandal in a Range Rover? Oh, oh. the Gillian Taylor. Gillian Taylorforth. Yeah, oh. she, she's got that very. Mm. Quite husky. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's it's a sound that a lot of men like. Yeah, I can't imagine. The sound. The I worry that I sound like I've got dyed blonde hair, and I write a column in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I do? Yeah, yeah you've got yeah. A, you've got like you should say hiya. Beginning. <laughs> 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 yeah, and you maybe go out with someone who plays for say Leeds United. Oh, oh okay, thanks a bunch. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm just uh, saw Hillary Clinton on the telly then, who looks just like Alice in Wonderland in the books. But if Alice in Wonderland had said, "I'm going to keep this hairstyle until I'm 80," yeah, Alice in Wonderland goes a bit Benjamin Button. Yeah, so um, I've um, I've I've been away. Oh, I got away from well, I got away from the big city and the bright lights. Yeah, I got to the the grass and the trees mm. and the Green Park. No, <laughs> we guessed it. I, I actually went out outside of the city, which I'm not keen on. And uh, I did once again. I asked myself a question I've asked many times: people who live, who who don't live in in cities and big towns, mm. what do they do? Yes, I know what you mean. What do they do with their with their days and yeah. their nights? They, ga- they, they gather work, by the fireside. I ended up. I actually I bought a a, a pop up book for oh. myself. <laughs> Extraordinary. Honestly. Cal said, do you think we should get this for the... I said, he's too, too old for him. Let's have a look at it. Actually, I'm having this. <laughs> I thought, I'm in the country. You need any surprise you can get your hands on. Uh-huh. Mm. So, obviously, a pop-up book is, is, is a series. It's, a, it's the perfect surprise. It's the so it, that keeps it, was on based on, it was based on the Wild West, and every page... Oh, got, Frank, can I say that's so up your straza? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, every page, when you opened it, not only did it pop up, but it had... Um, Attendant sound effects. Oh, oh gunshots. Yeah. I'm quite um, old fashioned. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I haven't heard a for a lot. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was completely unacceptable now, but yeah. apparently it's all right. It is in the countryside. Yeah. It was <laughs> very. Um, it was. It was someone with the telly on in an episode of EastEnders in 1981. Do you remember? Whenever they had the telly on, it was always a cowboy film. <laughs> <laughs> you could always hear. <laughs> So we got it home and it was mute. The one I had was mute. Oh, no. Oh, and I thought, hey, What does that say about the countryside? <laughs> yes. Completely let down. And uh, we bought an advent calendar, something else to look forward to as the days. So. Oh, nice. All from one shop as well, because in the country it's just one shop. Well, there's only one shop. It does everything. Yeah, exactly. And Underwear, it, all sorts. Yeah. And, uh, of course, today is the big advent calendar day, so that's quite exciting. The start, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, lovely, Frank. Yeah, it's it's not the... Ch- it's it's uh, three-dimensional. Well, well, most advent calendars are, aren't well, they? Well, they're sort of. They toy with three-dimensionality. They're essentially uh, two-dimensional with, with, um, with peepholes. 
But at this one, you build oh, into oh. a you build into a proper three dimensional figure. What, so it becomes like a box or something. It becomes a, a Christmas tree with the various gifts hanging on it. Oh God, yeah. No. It's <laughs> amazing what they can do now. Isn't it? I, d- I don't know what they're going to come up with next. I think that all the time. If I did know that. Oh well. yeah. I don't like the lack of edges, Frank, in the country. I need edges. And, yeah, there's, and there's hedgerows of... make me a bit nervous. Yeah. Do you like a dry stone wall? Oh yeah, I'd, I'll go for a dry stone wall. As every I've time. said before, I've, I've 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 completely separated my flat with uh, CDs in the dry stone wall <laughs> formation, <laughs> and I've knocked one room into two. <laughs> it's, it's very cosy because no one plays CDs anymore, <laughs> um, and so that's what I've done. It's it's great, and mm. uh, I use if if it's a little lopsided, I'll put a single in there just to get it single. get it tight. <laughs> CD single, yeah, and. Uh, it's a good thing, mm. and and then I ventured into uh, science. Oh, now I'm going to ask the listeners about this. Uh, I'm looking for interesting experiments one can do at home. Oh God! In the pop, no, come <laughs> off it. In oh, the pop- on the popular God. science front, I'll give you. I'll give just just before we go into music. Like in, along the lines of uh, rob a uh, oh. rob a balloon on your jumper. Oh and yes, then, and then I know stick that. it to a oh, wall. Yeah, that's good. That's that's what I'm looking for. That's a, that's the kind of science I'm exploring currently. Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some texts and emails in already. That's good. From our listeners, because when it's snowy, do sometimes science, you can forget there's anything other than you know talk, your tucked away warmness. Oh, yeah. mm. Dear Frank, Emily, and Alan, this is from four six three, aka Katie in Canterbury. Last week, I made my first ever eBay bid on a doggy chief dog bandana signed by Frank, and was delighted to win it for sixteen pounds for a, a charity auction. Thank you. It was you who signed it, and I'm curious to know why you chose to sign a dog bandana rather than a tie, as other contributors did. Um, I didn't realise I'd signed a dog bandana. I think it might be a forgery. <laughs> is it one of the least exciting forgeries of all time? Is this like your Elvis shirt all over again? Or I might have signed... Uh, I had uh, an Ozzy Osbourne bandana. I might have signed that. But I, I, I must have had was, a bit of wear on I thought it was for human beings. Oh, um, okay. It wasn't one of those. You know, it's usually, they're usually red, aren't they? That you yes. see people put their dogs in a in a sort of neckerchief yeah. bandana, trying to say, using their dog to say that they're colourful characters mm-hmm. instead of treating that pet as an individual creature. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I, what, I I don't remember. I'm sure it's it's me. No one who would be so tragic as to forge my signature on a dog bandana. Well, perhaps a charity that wanted to make sixteen. 16- Scottish pounds for it. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We get to the legal of this. tender. This could be quite, uh, <laughs> quite a big, uh, quite a big scandal, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, right, anyway, Katie of Canterbury. If it turns out to be a knot, I'll send. Uh, I'll actually sign a dog with a with a laser <laughs> and send that. Yes. Okay. That's that sorted. There's Lovely. A, there's another text, but did you want to? Uh, it's it's quite lengthy. 
Uh, hi, Frank well, Allen. three hours. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. You hi, Frank Allen and thing. the Divine Miss M. Been away and just caught up on podcasts. Read dreams about Frank. <laughs> I like read dreams about Frank. I had the strangest dream the other day. Me and my good lady had gone for a country stroll. Whilst walking back, I bumped into Frank and his partner. The first thing that struck me was Frank had a walking stick with a horse's head handle. <laughs> and oh, also going to be Godfather. Trousers like tucked into his socks. Countryside, that's what happens, yeah. isn't it? We were chatting, pretty standard, nondescript chat. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if you'd have I a problem with that. I don't think it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Frank began shaking and then started what I could only describe as Tasmanian devil-style spinning around a picnic table. Frank's girlfriend then said he had a condition called civilianitis, where if he's put for too long to civilians, he morphed into <laughs> the cartoon devil and became uncontrollable. I then awoke. <laughs> That so really happened. How has this got out? <laughs> <laughs> and then I've, uh, I've received a night's move here. It says, yes. P.S. As Emily sounds too high maintenance, How would Alan you? like a slap-up lunch at the railway pub Murfield? He would. Followed by a town match. As long Martin as you're paying, he would. You'll, go, you'll do that, wouldn't you? I would do that, yeah. In fact, I've been in that, do that. I've been in that pub many times. I wouldn't say bread and dripping in there. Oh. I think you need, you'll need to put down in writing um, the fact that you're paying for both <laughs> <laughs> I I'm don't, not, I don't I'm think not happy with being painted as so stingy. Otherwise, he will be a, a total no-show. If <laughs> well, you're not no, paying, but, uh, what he he's gonna be, He will turn up, but he'll yes. be anxious in case yes. there's a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, OK, well, uh, you, owe me, you owe me 34 quid. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> took the edge off my pub if you want, If you want Alan to come along, you really you need a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly says that... It, that you'll Frank, be paying. We've had an experiment suggestion. Have we got, shall well, we hold, well, let's hold. do adverts first, okay. and we'll come back to suggestions because I've got a few others that I've, uh, I'd like to run by you. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, earlier on this show, you were urging the nation <laughs> to like send in recap, um, science experiment suggestions. Yes. I mean, you could, you could do at home, not that you need a laboratory. For. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Lee in Leeds has sent one in. Frank, why not try cleaning dirty pennies? One for you here, Alan. What? Oh, <laughs> come on. With, with daddy's sauce. With various household food items. Yes. For example, ketchup, coke, curry, sauce. Leave pennies in separate containers overnight covered in salad in said food. <laughs> so this is salad. <laughs> yeah, put them in the fridge. And grade cleanliness accordingly in the morning. Mm. I was most pleased with the results from mouthwash. That's really? a leaf weeds, yeah. Yeah, I've tried brown sauce on an old penny. Oh, yeah. Um, How did that turn I'm out? I'm sure there's somewhat rude in that. Yeah. I can't find <laughs> I, it. I, I sound I like there's well. a joke. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> and it does, it does, they, they come up, uh, they come up smart. But yeah. I, I tell you, what about... I tried that one... See, when I was in the country, I was basically walking around asking people if they had any things I could do at home. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, was I actually went around to visit these people I knew, and to my joy, yes. the, the boy of the family had been sent home from school with a, with a science project when he had to make a parachute that, oh, would, yeah. would, that would land an egg without breaking it. So we were able to... It became a project. The whole community was involved. Oh, parish, oh. Two parish council meetings. Did you find people some way st- People going, thought, what's someone to do? Pointy end down. Was that what the <laughs> plan was? Because it's harder uh, there, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, I explained this thing, that if you um, stand on an egg and it's mm-hmm. on its end, it'll never break it's so strong. Shut yeah. So they oh. tried that. It, comple- <laughs> it completely <laughs> that shattered. Did, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that didn't go so well. 
Oh, but I like the testing if it's off thing. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Thing. If it floats in the water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I did the um, I did the marmite one the other day. Actually. What is that? The What's delights that? of my family. You know, if you get a dot of marmite on a little plate. I'm sorry, a what? Like a dot, like a glop. <laughs> a dot. A, 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 a Ken dot. I didn't know he was a measuring unit. A dollop of oh, yeah, marmite, yeah. let's say. <laughs> if you then repeatedly hit it with a teaspoon, for it instance, changes, it goes pale. It goes white. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my favourite thing we've ever done on it's this show. And I it's especially useful it. for if you're bored in the countryside because you can then try it on cow pats afterwards. <laughs> no, don't, don't. I'm only kidding. But that, that, oh that, that does was, explain that why. Was, I what, don't believe that. No, it's too. Well, that's that why bit. Michael Jackson's father's long reign of brutality <laughs> turned him into a white boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that worked. I tried the one with it with the kids once we'd got the parachute relatively functional. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that one when you stand against the wall and press your arm really hard against the wall. Have you ever done that one? You press side, you stand side on and you press the arm nearest the wall really hard. Then when you walk away, the arm just floats up in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. We could do that during the next song. I could do it. Just I believe on that it. wall. I, I understand it's how Nazi Germany started. <laughs> 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 they, they were just messing about. Oh, the Diet Coke and the Mentos. Have you done that? Mentos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. you get like a, a foaming fountain thing. Yeah, I don't, it's know, a if I don't know. You put like some sweets in. Mints, right. you, put fring- you can do it with polos, I think, as well. Mm. It, goes, it goes crazy. Mm. Really. Yeah. yeah. What about the one when if you've got a friend who's asleep, if you put their hand <laughs> in a bucket of cold water, they wet themselves? I've heard about that. Yeah. That is... But most of my friends are just naturally incontinent, so we don't need... <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I didn't, I didn't need that when I was... A- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone was doing it in the night. I had no idea. <laughs> Can I just say I like this because I think we might attract a new demographic. I All like right. a science geek Johnny Ball. type. No, let's face it, Johnny Cox. Ball. I know Johnny Ball's become a slightly, uh, slightly dangerous figure now. He's, he's a climate change denier, isn't he? Is he? Oh, is he? I believe so. Oh. Um, but um, he, he did more for science in this country than Professor Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Magnus sure. Pike. Yeah, he's, he was a pun. Magnus Pike, remember him? Yeah, he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember him. Anyway, if you've got any good uh, good experiments that you want to uh, pass on, I know it's not uh, it's not a very visual medium, radio, but I'm I'm talking about something for me to do rather than entertainment. Yes. <laughs> okay. Why can't you help me out for a change? Why is it all take 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 from you people? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. <laughs> and to relax, we're in email corner, uh, which is we. What all we do is move to. We've got more relaxed sort of leather seating, which we, we sit. <laughs> yes, on. I've got a nice Chesterfield, <laughs> and um, and uh, Alan and Emily have got a Parker Knoll. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are you going to put the footrest up or just sit like I've that? I've got. I've always got my puff. Yes. Got my feet up on it. Um, this is from Kieran Frank. Kieran. He's a fellow baggy. Okay. He says, "Dear Frank, Emily, and that, Alan." That doesn't mean he's old. It means he no. supports West Bromwich. In case you want initiating. Yes. I, I heard you talking about people turning on Christmas lights, and I wondered. <laughs> He goes a bit George Harrison in this section. Yeah. Um, and I'd wondered if you'd heard about the strange incident in Wolverhampton. SpongeBob. 
SpongeBob SquarePants was due to turn on the lights (laughs) recently. However, upon trying to get onto the stage, SpongeBob was unable to climb the steps because of his costume. (laughs) Health and safety regulations then meant that SpongeBob could not be lifted onto the stage. To be fair, they say unable. He was he was not allowed to try. Okay. Oh, really? Because of his width, it was decided that he should not take... It's only like five stairs up the stage. (laughs) Health and safety gone mad, isn't it? Health and safety not only gone mad, but uh, with with a long history of mental illness. (laughs) 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 Lots of angry parents were interviewed and didn't actually believe that Spongebob had turned up and felt duped. Well, I saw saw some fabulous pictures in the local press of um, (laughs) Spongebob there, but at ground level. Yeah. So he was, like, standing next to some people in the crowd. Obviously, there was a few people crying in their necks. They could see this. They probably thought someone was bringing in a large cheese, Mm. which is always a problem with SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But but SpongeBob, of course, who, as I said, ruined the night of a lot of people, Um, he he had that same broad grin on his face. There was no hint of remorse. Well, that's one of the problems with SpongeBob, isn't it? He can't... Betrays emotions, especially. He's, he's a, a one trick pony. Yeah. He's, li- he's limited range. I say pony, I should say phony. Oh. Because he lives on the bottom. You know, he lives in uh, Bikini Bottom. I don't Is know. That, oh, disgusting. I don't know SpongeBob's address. No, that's, but... that, that's, where, that, that's where it's set. Oh, Bikini. No, oh. it's because it's beneath it's Bikini. It's a bit sleazy, isn't it? It's beneath, beneath Bikini Bottom. That's the sleaziest no. thing I've ever heard. No, it's, it's beneath Bikini Atoll. You know, Bikini yes, Atoll, I do where know they that. did the, the nuclear testing. Right. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's where SpongeBob lives. Definitely. I'm not <laughs> making this up. My godchildren like well, once had that on, and I turned it off, and they said, "What?" Well, I said, "No, no cartoons after seven p.m. That's adult time. I will not have cartoons in the house after seven p.m. I'm sorry." No, uh-huh. You're strict. Yes, I am strict. Do you want to watch the one show? Is that what <laughs> <happened>? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, SpongeBob. So he's selling himself as a natural sponge from the sea, but he's in the shape of a, a synthetic, a synthetic uh, commercial cleaning sponge. Yeah. So what's going on? On the back of his head, is there like a scouring bit? Or is no. It, yeah, it's it's, really it's not a greenback. <laughs> Go is that green. what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be great. The idea that he could... <laughs> my, my back's a bit itchy. And when he walks away, that the bark is completely clean <laughs> off the tree <laughs> by his scouring section. He has no scouring section. That's a shame, isn't it? I'd think better of him if he did. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. Matey? Matey virtually rendered him worthless. Do you remember Matey? Oh, the I love Matey. He cleans the bath as well. Oh, was there a Mrs. It? Matey Never as well? That was the advert. Yeah. New Matey's a bundle of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, he'd yeah. say, it cleans the bath as well. And oh. that, there's the bath, absolutely. Not, not, didn't, don't even have to go around it once, around the ring section. I don't remember the advertising. I, I thought that was always a bit of a problems. slovenly housekeeper who just yeah, used, yeah. relied on Matey. I, um, you need a sif as well. I just use it for everything now. <laughs> I, I use it in the shower, I don't even rinse. Just put my clothes on. I don't even dry. I think Matey will take care of that. Is it still, is it still commercially available? I don't think so. If you work for Matey, don't send me any. No. You know, do you think I can't buy my own Matey? <laughs> I should think they know you can. They yeah, get lost. You're good for it, aren't you? Oh. Um, shall I move on to another email? I've, I've paid for my own Mateys before now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do another email, for God's sake. Dear Frank, Alan... I think I've wronged as much as I can out of SpongeBob. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you squeezed the SpongeBob. For I was all very absorbed by the SpongeBob <laughs> theme. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Well, we thought wrong, didn't we? There's yeah. more. <laughs> Dear Frank, Al- Alan, and the gorgeous Emily. First, I want to say a big thank you. A recent breakup has left me unable to listen to music oh. for fear oh. every song might induce hysterical sobbing. Oh. I'll try the fall. That tends, to <laughs> <laughs> that tends to straighten you out pretty sharply. That's a bit. Hold on. Is that sad enough? Really? I don't yeah. think it's quite really? sad enough, is it? It feels jaunty. Welcome to yeah. my 1960s chat show. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that cheer you up? I wish you had a 1960s chat show. It's so hard to get one commission nowadays. <laughs> the extensive podcasts have undoubtedly seen me through those tough days and also brought smiles and laughter. Oh. Is this oh. a man or a lady? Um... For lady. this public service, I thank you and wonder She's if the Abby. team have any breakup survival tips. Abby, long-time listener, first-time email at PS. I'm doing much better now, but there's always the fear of relapse. Oh, See, oh Abby. Can we call you Downton? She says that uh, the <laughs> podcasts uh, are in place of songs that could induce hysterical sobbing, but I actually yeah. cried a little bit last week when I read that email where that woman was saying that her son had been born the night yes. of your gig in Blackpool and how proud Jacob? she was of Jacob. her 18-year-old boy. It was a lovely. We heard, we I heard felt from a bit that. weepy. We heard mm. from them again and uh, the, the husband said that she cried when I read it out. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened to this show? It's like yeah. Simon Bates' <laughs> Howard it song. Like that, it? It's gone a bit hatch-match-dispatched and I quite like that. But I am, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that Abby's had a breakup, but let's face it, we all have them. We do, but can I just say, Frank, survival you are... Frank is the best person to ask in this scenario. He is. Yeah, but you know what they say on things like um, LBC? They, yeah. they'll, they'll go, uh... <laughs> Of course, uh, I'm not able to comment on any individual case. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I, um, I, I mean, I tend to uh, wallow in it. Yes, you do. On the occasions I've do. got dumped, I start smoking again. I, I yeah. walk around. If it's summer, it's a nightmare. You want it to be winter so you can wear an overcoat with the collar turned up. Yes. Smoke right. a cigarette and feel like, you know, you've got the... I listen to a lot of Roy Orbison, which is... I mean, if you want <laughs> sad music, that's what you're on. And I absolutely imagine I'm in a film where I've been dumped. Yes. I think the secret is to embrace it. Hey, let's face it, you're not going to be embracing anything else. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No. Um... The other thing that uh, always got me through it was, um, well, saucy videos. But it doesn't work for everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. But I found it it a great consolation. Videos. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's been a long time since I've been dumped. (laughs) You have to... Frank always said to me as well, once when I was dumped, Frank said, oh, you're at the forensic stage which I really like. Yeah, when you're He's, pulling it apart. But he said that on Tuesday. Why is he doing that? Uh, Frank said, you're allowed to stay there for a bit, but then you have to eventually leave the incident room. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to leave this with, I think, the only way we can end this. <coughs> Go, girl. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've heard from the outside world. Um, Again? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about doing the science experiments, weren't we? Because we if you're uh, turning up um, in the countryside and basically being bored. Um, I'm never bored. I just didn't have anything to do. It's yeah. clicking the pen on air is really annoying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is that one of your science experiments? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing how annoyed that uh, yeah. people can become. But how do people? Uh, they wouldn't know it was a pen. They'd have thought I'd had an artificial limb fitted. And, and, and yes, that's that. exactly <laughs> what they would have thought. <laughs> yeah, they thought think it's that. your new hip. That, yeah. that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be spine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I'd have said, um, "We've got Gloria Estefan in the studio coming on a little bit." And it carry on. Um, 
someone has texted oh it's Kaz has texted Frank ask Stephen Fry he's been doing great experiments on the new QI oh. <laughs> let's not do any more experiments <laughs> Although people have texted them some good <laughs> ones. Yeah, but I, I like that my laugh sounds 20% more evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, to me, is, that's poison the well of experiments. Oh. oh. Well, that's I can I tell you what's poison the well of experiments? Morning, gang. That's, to ru that's ruined my day. Thank. <laughs> 570 says, morning, gang. To test your age, pinch the skin on the back of your hand. If it goes straight back, you still have your youth. If it stays <laughs> pinched, welcome to old age. And now everyone in so the studio is that's doing kind this. of ruined my morning. Let me tell you, because um, that's still quite raised. Yeah, I've got. Um, I've realised I don't have any skin. I just have. Uh, I've basically I've done that, and I've now got sort of appellations I just on my hands. I have bones and tendons uh, completely exposed, like a, a William Blake painting or Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank, mm. Alan used the uh, unit of measurement earlier. He said a dod of marmite. You know, I yeah, hate yeah. to say this. I'm, me and Emily have been friends. I'm saying this directly yeah, to, to Alan Cochran. Me and Emily have been friends for many, many years. Mm -hmm. mm. It's always been a very, very platonic relationship. But this voice is starting to get to me. <laughs> <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's making, I'm, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Carry on. Oh dear. Um, so Alan used the the unit of measurement a dod, Frank, Ooh, and we've baby. had a text in. Who <laughs> <laughs> baby? That is disgusting. That is creepy, yeah, yeah. You like that, huh? <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, Cease and desist. Okay. Um, Mark Newman. The says, two best fallbacks England ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Newman. Yeah. Good morning, all. Can I say that a dod is a well-known term? Only recently I heard on the news that Jimmy Carr was found to have paid a dod of tax. Regards, Mark. <laughs> yeah. He's a, Excellent. Yeah. I like this idea of using, uh, using people as uh, units of measurement. I did a very similar thing with um, page three girl Nicola McLean on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> Is yeah. that we, yeah, I was, I was in a, a quiz. I was in a, it wasn't televised. It was a... a in a quiz in which a man came on who was a member of the Beard Society and we had to estimate the length of his beard in, uh, in millimetres. Mm. And Nicola McLean ha happily knew exactly the, the length of her extensions in millimetres. So we got her to go, out <laughs> to, to go up to him and, and uh, measure her extensions and we got the right answer. Oh, that's good, isn't so it? That, how often do you get a chance to use a, a, a page three girl as a measuring implement? Oh, yeah. That's, that's the phoning. <laughs> Is it four times? <laughs> or is it B, seven times? No, um, it, was, uh, it was different. Frank, we've had a text in and the subject line is horrible breakups because we had someone writing in earlier asking for advice, having just broken up with someone. Oh, it's not about that moment when... It's, was it the continent of Gondwana land or something that broke out into the, <laughs> other, the other continent? No, no, it's the other moment. It's not yeah, the it's separation of continents. No, it's not that. Okay. No, Although this isn't geographical. Although get separation anxiety This is the it, map of the human heart, I think you'll find. Oh, very good. Um, this is from Neil. One of my favourite novels, The Separation of the Incontinents. <laughs> he says, <laughs> The worst breakup I ever suffered was in a pub. I overheard her saying, he's just awful. I stormed off into a cold December night, oh. having forgot my jacket. Emily, as a serving police officer, I'd love to take you out to dinner, then hopefully later take down your particulars. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, don't make me say it. 
I'm but you know the two words that are in my head right now. News International. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy creep. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, she might not have been talking about him yeah, when she like, said he was awful. He stormed off. It, she she what could if have been she was say, talking about Roy Chubby Brown? He could have, she could have been saying, he's just awful, brackets, at tennis, close brackets. She could have been saying, like, he's just awful, but I like him. Yeah. In a camp Also, way. I felt he should have told us in a more formal fashion. I was, I was proceeding <laughs> along the uh, lounge <laughs> bar in <an> <laughs> In an orderly fashion, when I uh, heard the uh, witness uh, speak, yes. what's yes. happened to police? He never even I'll said she was a bit of a well. character. I bet he's like five foot six because they're getting smaller no, all the time. Don't they? you're ruining my chances. Neil sounds nice. Neil, there you go. I like I a told man in uniform. Sure. I love a man in uniform. Mm. Police is nice. There you go. There you go. That's going to be another nine million emails. <laughs> <laughs> actually, everybody in the police. Anything else? Yeah, we had another dating one, didn't we, Al? Yes. I, by the way, when Abby um, um, texted in about her break... Downton. Uh, yeah, I yes. hope I wasn't uh, dismissive about no, that. No, I don't think no. you were. I mean, I had I'm just saying, the way I deal with it is to, uh, is to completely self-dramatise, but obviously some people don't like that. Whereas I would suggest delete his number and uh, play the field for a bit. You know. I can only apologise. That's a good bit so, of advice, though. So it's, it's all gone a bit... Christian <laughs> O'Connell. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Mm. And you the say texts it? are flooding in. Oh, aren't they? It's like sitting under an apple tree. Mm-hmm. When mm. windfall is at its fiercest. Yes. Yeah. Um, Frank, we've had one in from Ashley Turner. Okay. Who says, I'm 11 years old and I've just tried hitting a dob of Marmite, which was. Um, a dod. Yeah. I yeah. Said a dod. Alan's unit of measurement. Um, with a teaspoon. It doesn't turn white. I think it looks white on a white plate as it spreads out as you hit Stick it. Stick with it, Ashley. Yeah. Mm. See, that's the trouble with kids now. They've hit it twice and thought it doesn't work. And Keep then, staying there. And then complained. Hit it more. Come on, Ashley. Hit it until your arm Ashley. hurts. Ashley. That's the way to deal with it. Ashley, will you, I say, will you hit that mama, mate? You sound like Cheryl Cole. Well, I started out as the fat butcher from, mm. uh, from uh, not fat butcher. Fat from butcher. The, the fat butcher <laughs> from, <laughs> and, then, and then I threw in a bit of Arkwright. Frank, Frank, stop doing the pen, darling. You're kicking sorry, the pen. I'm sorry, It's becoming a thing. Now, come on, Ashley. You have to eat it loads of times for it to go white. Yeah. Okay. You have to get it, you have to get it nice and... Uh, are you sure you've got Marmite? You haven't reached for the lemon curd. <laughs> and I would suggest don't do it on a white plate if you're going to turn it white. We did it on a blue plate. Look, you can do it on what he likes. Blue plate? What sort of a household do you run? Well, <laughs> one that bought a dinner set from Ikea about 12 <laughs> years ago. Oh, did you? And what about the East European prisoners? <laughs> Didn't think of them then. No, exactly. Obviously now I've thought of Frank. it. Frank. I've smashed up all my uh, Ikea furniture and burnt <laughs> it in the middle of the garden. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Along with a, with a big flag of East Germany. <laughs> Frank. Yes? Gordon has texted in. Hi, guys. Brilliant. One of the most refreshing aspects of your wonderful radio show is your honesty and openness. I've told you, I've enough praise on this Uh-oh. show. Uh, my question is, have any of you ever had any dealings with the police? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A policeman actually said to me, unironically, I eat people like you for breakfast. 
Who would have thought that people said that outside of a bad cop show, but a cop yes. honestly said it to me? Oh, I was told by a police... I had a Vespa scooter that I was riding in central London and the back tyre was a little bit flat and I mm. got a traffic policeman who... I got a, I got a, a, a fine for it. Um, and uh, he said to me... You're, um, not, you're not doing enough telly. That's your he said, yeah, exactly. He said to me, um, you're new to motorcycling, Mr Cochrane. Let me give you some advice. Look after your tyres, and your tyres will look after you. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're in an old people's home run by the council, <laughs> yeah. right, sitting in your own urine, you look back and you think, where are my tyres now? <laughs> <laughs> when I need them. So that was rubbish. Yes. I wish I'd pointed that out to him. <laughs> you should have done. You can't OK, point. and finally, my police story. Anything out to I was going home, I couldn't be bothered to get a cab. I asked the police guy, drivers to give me a lift, and they did. <laughs> Be bothered yes. to get a cab. I swear. Did I tell you that story about when I um I drove I hit a police van? No. I was Have driving... you told anybody this story yet? <laughs> yeah, I was this dri- is concerning me. It wasn't part, there was police in it. <laughs> Can I say your manager's just pulled his chair up? <laughs> I was driving uh, yeah, he's, I was driving up the uh, let's face it, there are worse things to to confess to in the current climate. <laughs> I was um, I was driving up the road and I was waiting for this police van to pull into you know you know when you see a car coming as a line of traffic you think well obviously he's going to pull into that gap otherwise I'm going to have to back up fifty yards yeah. mm. the police van kept coming and I thought to myself I can get through that gap fine <laughs> and um, oh, I couldn't <laughs> so um, I I just um, it wasn't really a scrape. It was more like the black robber from my bumper I left down the side of the police van. But what mm. I um, then decided, my next decision was, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my foot down and thought, you know, they'll never, they'll never catch me. They'll never take me alive. So I turned a couple of corners and then the police van came out and, and blocked the road. Fine, you're like one of those up. characters on Lights, Camera, Action. I know, yeah. These oh. things are. And then the copper got out and I thought, I'm in massive trouble. And uh, he said, oh, man, I love fantasy football. And let me off. (laughs) Let that be a lesson to everyone there. Yeah, so um, don't come crying to me with your police stories. (laughs) Get on telly. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Can I say, uh, uh, some of you are listening to this uh, show on um, on on digital um, channels, and so I, we're playing different music. But on the on the on the on the morning show, I just I I just played the four, mm-hmm. and uh, meanwhile I had a, a plate with a with marmite on it, and was eating the marmite with a spoon to prove it goes white. So we had the four blasted out, and me t- me doing this, but listen to this <laughs> with this. And days of the producer said this this could easily be a fall video. <laughs> Production values were a little too high though. <laughs> but but am I not right that the Marmite Frank. look look at that Marmite. It's already gone past Caramac. Yeah. Frank, you can't say look at that our Marmite like you're on Delia Smith cookery. No, no one can I'm, see. No, but it's like pen pictures that you it's get in, in between Caramac and uh, whitewash. I'm now, gonna ask it? I'm gonna ask the sceptical Emily Dean to say, mm. is that look at that Marmite now? Oh my god! Exactly, OMG! It's like Nutella, except lighter. Yeah, <laughs> love it. It's now, much can I lighter. just say you had a lovely action when you were doing that? Thanks. Well, yes. Mm. As you said, it was like being in Pete Doherty's den. <laughs> it was. I did. You had a lot of paraphernalia. Except it was, yeah, except it was Marmite. Mm-hmm. You looked like you knew what you were doing, Frank. I think it's time we um, <clears throat> discuss Dean Gaffney. <laughs> oh um, yeah, Dean Gaffney is. Um, 
he, he's retraining, isn't he? He's, I think you'll find he's back. Yeah. Um, but the thing about gaffers... You know I envy Dean Gaffney. Why? Because it's his gaff, his rules. Because Dean Gaffney seems to be one of those celebrities who's very, very happy in celebrity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Idiot mm-hmm. savant. He's really taken to it. No, I can imagine, <laughs> you know, he gets a China Whites and think nothing of it. Mm. Yes. I, I bet he's on first name terms with Nell McAndrew. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and it will only be 90s people. He doesn't know anyone. No, but I've, no, but I've never... See, he's, he's mocked um, mm. old Gaffo, but I, in a way, he has embraced fame in a, way to, uh, in a way I've never quite been able to. He's not troubled by sort of self-consciousness. They're happier. They're happier. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought they're much happier at that end of the scale. Is it the unexamined yes. life is happier? Is that what he's saying? I think it is. <laughs> and also, he's more famous for his dog. That He's got that Bob Carroll juice thing where the dog is more, has eclipsed him. I don't yeah. know if that's true. I mean, he's... Uh, I think... No, well, odd. Most get, people... I think he gets a lot of uh, stick, old gaffo. He was in... He, um, he was in um, that Ricky Gervais... Thing, was wasn't it? Extras, was it? Yeah, wasn't he in that? I don't oh, everyone know. was in that. Yeah. Um, but, but we should explain, perhaps, why we're discussing Yes, it. we should. Cause Didn't he play a shotgun know. victim in uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? Did he? I, I heard know. he I was might. up for a part in Miranda. I might have made oh, it. Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. That's cold. We should say, in case you're a new listener, that the cockerel was up for a part in Miranda. There was only two. Only two up for the part. He was almost there. He was waiting for the phone call, and Gary Barlow got it. Yeah. I believe. Yes. <laughs> I, I need but, to watch the series to verify this, but I Well, that's what it said in the papers. Yeah. So, Gaffo... <laughs> it was a photo, it's a photo finish with Gary Barlow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gaffo, Frank, has... D- did you read this? He said he decided to apply to MI5 yeah, he for wants a job. To, he wants to be a spy. Yeah. yeah. He, he must says, think that his profile is so low now that he can be a spy <laughs> and go unnoticed. I mean, surely he's less well true. known than a civilian. I he felt says, sad when I read it. I feel did like you? he's like he, it's his way. Isn't that saying I'm not going to get any more acting work? So I'm gonna, he said, "I love work. spy films and the whole James Bond thing." Oh well, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know is if it? that's sufficient qualification. That's to all I'd want on the application form. He also said most spies pre- spend their lives pretending to be people they're not. I do that for a living, and I thought, well, you don't really, do you? Well, you, you did for a while over ten years ago, but since then you've been yourself for a living, haven't you? Perhaps he means uh, when he signs on. <laughs> because <laughs> covered, how many of our, in coal? <laughs> how many of, our, of us can honestly say we're ourselves at the supplementary benefit, benefit yeah. office? <laughs> I felt I, I played a part. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but fine. like I played the part of someone who wasn't working on the side. I played that part. Anyone ever had any run-ins with the police? Um, (laughs) The other thing I find, though, I find it a bit heartbreaking because I worry, though, he's got a little taste of it now and he's back in the papers. He did, you know, he did an interview after this because there was a lot of press about him wanting to be a spy, naturally. And he said, oh, you know, um, everyone's been talking about it now. That's the thing about being me. Even if I'm not doing anything, people talk about me. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. (laughs) I can see the appeal of working undercover to someone who's spent so many years in a high-vis jacket. Mm. <laughs> it's like the other side of the coin. Isn't it? Did yeah. his character wear a high-vis jacket? Oh, yeah, yeah he was yeah. a street sweeper. I didn't watch it. I went out with an EastEnder, but I don't watch it. I, um, yes, I did. Don't, don't, let's not investigate. 
<laughs> you know, yes, man. well done. He was very nice. Oh, He's one of God's creatures. Don't amazing. judge. Yeah, I liked it when he when he used to say wallop. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know. Pat, That was his. That was his best moment. I didn't count with what Mike really. Oh, did you? No. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was me. <laughs> I got the wrong Mike Reid as well. I've really mixed this one up. Yeah. um... It reminded me a bit when I met Zamo on a radio show and he told me he was doing the knowledge. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You see, I... I, I think he I, ended up key cutting, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he did. He, he, yeah, he had a cobblers, I think. Mm. Um, it's different. I see, but some people find this comical, this, this, this fall from grace. Yeah. I find it painful, mainly because, obviously, I'd imagine it happening to myself. Mm. Yes, very but, much so. But also, EastEnders is so big and so popular, it must be tough to go from... Yeah. To be in everyone's living room every night uh-huh. to um, to this. But that said, I think there is a certain level of discretion involved in being a spy. <laughs> and, uh, and Dean Gaffney admitted to having You're affairs right. when he was on I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> You're so. right. And he's told everyone he's going to be a spy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, saying he's right. I'm not saying he's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying he's the right material for being a spy. I'm just saying <laughs> lay, lay off the gaff. That's uh, that's oh, yeah, my I'm new ca- campaign because um, I think there's I think there's more there to be mined in Gaffney. Yeah, if only he'd been hacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, maybe next time. Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Keep having a go at um, Dean Gaffney, but you know well, he said, um, you know he said uh, that spies spend their lives pretending to be people they're not. I do that for a living. Mm. I think he's yeah. slightly overlooked the spying bit of being a spy as well. They don't just pretend and go into offices and then stand about. They then have to look through the drawers and get the data. And that's what that's, that's Frank's worst thing. Exactly, that do. would really stress you out, wouldn't Frank it? Frank gets phobic. He can't watch films where that happens. And for me, the downside to being a spy would be remembering all those passwords. I mean, Bond must know, what, 20 different codes and passwords? And I, yeah. I can't get into my own PayPal, so <laughs> I think that would be a problem. I just um, write them all down on a bit of paper and keep it in my wallet. Yeah, I don't think they do that if they're proper spies. <laughs> I think. Do they not do that? How old, how old are these spies? <laughs> that's one of their things. That, wow. You know, they actually commit them to proper memory. But I like the idea that he's decided he might have missed his true calling. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, when they used to do that, in uh, whenever they interviewed footballers, mm. I don't know, if it's, it's probably not true now anymore. Um, but whenever they interviewed footballers, they would always ask, what would you have been <laughs> mm-hmm. if you weren't a footballer? And oh, they yeah. always said electrician. <laughs> I have no idea why. Oh, they don't say that now. They say party organiser now. There were set things. <laughs> Biggest influence on your career, my dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Favourite food, steak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Favourite TV show, Fools and Horses. It was, oh. They were all, all the same. All the same person. Yeah. Um... But I, I wouldn't mind being. Uh, I've often thought lorry driver. Oh yeah. Yes, I can see you up there. You like I, a Yorkie? Do I you? can see you in the, up there in the cab. But there's something, um, you know, cave time. You know, a man needs cave time when he's just on his own. Mm. <laughs> I, that's what it feels like to me. It's a bit of a garden shed that they've got there. Yeah. And I think I'd quite like that song. And also, you get in the inside lane and then you just relax. Would you have one of those lorries with the wires? I hate those wires. Some of them relax a bit too much, though. That's the problem. I'll tell you what I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have a a teddy bear fixed to the grill, the front grill. No. No. 
Especially not a white one. I don't like shows that. Shows the dirt. I just oh, don't yeah, like it. it. I'm all right with Mr. Michelin on top of the cab, but <laughs> as I've said on this show before, anyone who can knock a nail through a teddy bear's face could also <laughs> do it to a human being. <laughs> and if you could put... Uh, if you're happy with, with a, a teddy bear taking the full wind force of being on the grill, mm. covered in dirt and mire and mm. mud flying off the road, I think you could treat a person like that. So... Mm-hmm. Frank, not me. I've always thought I'd be quite a good detective inspector. Oh, yeah. Because I'm naturally suspicious by mm, nature. You are. I'm not going to lie. I am. <laughs> and um, I'm good. I do interrogate as well. Yeah. And yeah. people have cracked under my interrogation you in the past. You fire a few questions at people, yes, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Don't you think I'd be good? I had a friend who was uh, burgled and a policeman came round to carry out uh, an investigation and uh, she ended up uh, having a physical experience with him. No. Yeah, on that, on that trip, on that visit. Physical experience with well, really? Breakfast radio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, on that visit, they didn't go into a relationship and then that happened. They did it while he was around um, wow, fingerprinting. <laughs> wow. I mean... She, she fingerprinting, a, you say? She was an opportunist. That's not what the word for <laughs> Sounds it. like he was, too. Yeah. I'd call her something else. Bruce, <laughs> Frank, Bruce in Devon, FYI, says, Frank, you asked what we do in the countryside. Mm. Well, we listen to CDs and absolute 80s. That's when we're not out surfing. That's from Bruce in Devon. You f- I think you forgot the drunken driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not... I want to like the countryside more than I do. My girlfriend mm. was always telling me she'd love to move to the countryside and it's great for the child to grow up and mm-hmm. all that. I would... I don't think one could do anything more cruel than, than move a child into the countryside. <laughs> Why, Frank? Because when he's 16, he's going to say, let me get this right, we were living in <laughs> London <laughs> and you took me out and then we lived in the countryside where I had to basically um, watch trees grow. <laughs> no, but, but people love it. There must be more to it. I had a yeah. long conversation with, with um, Ross Noble about this. And he said the great thing is he's... He's, he's a got, country dweller, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he said, I've got a tank and you can just drive it around and the neighbours don't mind. And I thought, I'm sure that's not the general way people do <laughs> with country <laughs> living. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it confuses me. And I'm not being disrespectful, I'm being curious. I understand, yeah. Frank. Mm. No, that's actually the title of a video I used to watch. I got <laughs> up. Well, I'm just being curious. I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful, I'm being curious. That's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. What else? Well, I'd also, I'd just like to put forward another career profession for myself, potentially, pub landlady. Oh, yeah. Because I... Oh, you're a bit grand, if you don't mind me no, saying. No, you've got to be grand. I'm good with my regulars. We know that. I'm loyal <laughs> well, to yeah. my regulars. You are loyal to your regulars, that's Always. true. And I'd be tough on what I call the sleeping on the central reservation element yeah, yeah. of the pub. The ones who just won't leave. Do you know what I mean? You'd yeah. by the letter of the law and not serve anybody who's already intoxicated. Is yes, that what you'd absolutely. Be, is that I what you'd think. Uh, I think that men would be falling in love with you every day and it would get awkward. Oh, fabulous! No, I, I'm not happy with that. With the whole idea of it. Okay. You know I, what? Oh, sorry. I think I'd be a good um, head of the World Bank. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Do you know when well, the you might, have to, you're, you're, you might have to dip into you know reserves sometimes? You know when the economy started to struggle in the UK? I was watching it on the news and I thought, well, why don't they just make up a load more money? The very next day they said we're going to do quantitative easing, which is essentially making up a load more money. 
And I oh. thought, well, I've beaten them to that by a day. I could have that. I'd, I'd be very happy with you managing the World Bank. <laughs> I'd be I, all right, I, I think it? that would that would stop extravagance. <laughs> 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 I think that'd be brilliant when when the, the Minister of Defence you, you see him in Poundland. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't they spend an eighteen pound a time on light bulbs at the MOD? Would they? No, not if you was in charge. Exactly, I'd be buying them bulk. From Costco or something. I, think, I, think <laughs> I don't that, know where they get them really. I think that would be splendid. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. When you were talking about teddies being um, stuck on the front of vehicles, mm. um, someone said, I have a meerkat teddy in my lorry. So there. Okay. I think they're saying in, in my lorry, not out. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. I'm not a cruel person. Um, I, don't, I don't mind that. I hope they don't sit him up at the front of the cab like he's a human being. Or oh, something. maybe he's on the dashboard looking yes. out the window like I'm uh, like a companion. Well, they used to be yeah. happy with uh, with bonting, didn't they? At one time, they used to have bonting. <laughs> yes. Or yeah, yeah. well, sometimes they'd have a sport <laughs> sport themed uh, pennant, or maybe yeah. a pennant <laughs> which was which was like a, a town that they'd been to of some kind. Yeah, yes. I often saw an Aston Villa pennant in a lorry for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's a demographic thing. Perhaps mm. it was the the mm. Midlands is a good place to get to everywhere from, isn't it? Not happy with that. <laughs> I didn't think it <laughs> would be. But on the subject of uh, long journeys... I think I, the uh, Aston Villa pennant in the lorry cab is... Um, isn't it a gay code for next lay-by? <laughs> <laughs> like, Are you both saying pennant like, like it's Jermaine? Isn't it a pennant? No, pendant, isn't it? No, a pendant oh, is a different it? thing. Oh, God, I didn't know that. Terrible fall of yourself. I didn't pen- know what pendant was. This is on a, a par with is, the Descartes. Is it? <laughs> I don't like know. A, it's it's like, like a pointy flag. It's the sort of thing that um, sometimes uh, captains of football teams exchange. Yes, I know what mm-hmm. it is. I didn't know it was. No, a pendant thing. is a thing on a chain that you have around you. Okay. A bit of jewellery, jingle jangle. Exactly. It's all right. I've uh, I've been on the road. I'm doing um, a little bit of touring. You I know. know. My uh, mm. comedy How's show. How's it going? Good. Art centres and comedy clubs and that What's sort of thing. What's your manager but, uh, doing that uh, cutthroat side? <laughs> 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 but there has been an unforeseen problem arisen in the last sort of week to ten days. Well, I hate to say I told you so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's not God. box office, although tickets are still available. But... Uh, but there's, um, I've been using a, a support act who's a, a comic called Mike Newell, and he lives near me. He's good company in the car. Did he used to play so up front for Blackburn Rovers? No, and I don't think he um, is the director of Four Weddings and a Funeral either, which oh. is also not... Is it director, Mike Newell? Anyway, yeah. someone will I You know what? I've never seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. All right. I've, oh. uh, I've never seen Kez. Um, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were in it. No. Yeah, you are Kez. But... But Mike is a listener to this uh, show and podcast, so I don't okay. want to... But, but in the last seven days, we've done, we've done three or four gigs together, um, always driving there and back, either him driving or me driving. So we've spent a lot of time together, both in the car and backstage. Hmm. And then we did a gig the other night, and I just felt like we've run out of stuff to say to each other. I, I even caught myself in the first five minutes blurting out that we'd won a Christmas cake in a school raffle... And then I thought... I was what, you s- and Mike? No, me, <laughs> me and my wife have recently won a Christmas cake in the school raffle, and I told him within five minutes... Mazel off. <laughs> five minutes, though. I mean, I, yeah. was, I was saving that for the return journey, to be honest. I thought, well, that's big I news. It's dried up quite quickly, the conversation. Oh, five no, gigs. No, yeah. no, I mean, five gigs in the last week or... Right. You know, but we've been on the road, fits and starts, but this is just... 
it's starting to get like you see i what, find in the telebus i've i've done say 25 to 30 gigs mm-hmm. before the support act gets to speak <laughs> it's just me just me talking about my career <laughs> people i've met funny anecdotes oh really yeah and and and, um, and pearls of wisdom oh yeah. that's good and then one day i'll say so um steve what do you think and they're taken aback at first all right and, and then, then will they say something like i'm actually john i'm a different different support i said i meant john <laughs> They go postal sometimes. And then I'll say, it's funny, I made that mistake when I interviewed uh, Tony Bennett, and then we're off again. Mm. Excellent. That's another four or so five you, gigs. You just spend the whole time name-dropping. It's a course. You say because that like it's a bad thing. That's what they that's want. That's what they oh, really? want, the support acts. So should I be in the car going, I was speaking to Frank Skinner and Emily Dean the other day. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want friendship. They just want to touch the hem of your garment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I have uh, I have the the last tour I did I didn't take a support act at all. Right, I you um, dispensed with it entirely. I thought I'll, I'll hire a professional raconteur. Mm. Oh yeah, because if you if you're not going to have it, I took mm. Peter Euston off. <laughs> he was absolutely fascinating. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So I've got a, an idea for the um, the journeys when I'm with Mike, and maybe. Um, Maybe we just need to play I Spy or pub cricket or something like that. Do you know that? Do you know pub cricket where you count up the arms and legs on the name of a pub? No, I don't know pub cricket. So if it's like Queen Victoria, you go, well, she's got two legs, so you get two. And then it goes to the next person. And if it's like the... The The dog and duck. The dog and duck, you get loads of legs. What about hare and hounds? Because the number of hounds aren't specified. Exactly. You just have to take... what about sort of the Heather Mills? Yes, exactly. Well, this is the sort of conversation we could be having in the car, isn't it? Well, yeah, you're right. So, so already you're off. You're off and running. We've done about nine seconds already. But you, um, you have a day job, Emily. Surely there's I a do. point where you run out of stuff to say at work Never to people that you see. Never in my life have day. I ever run out of anything to say to another human being. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think it's so extraordinary when people say that. Men <laughs> really? say it a lot. Oh, I run out of things to say. Why would really? you run out of anything to say? I do talk a lot about myself. All oh, right, well, that... as Frank was saying, so that that kind of. Thing. I mean, Mike was and I, I spent that? like yes, ten you were. hours. You were saying that you do that with the support acts that you talk about. Oh yourself. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's certain, you know, there's certain fallbacks. Obviously, mm. uh, what happened <laughs> to the hovercraft? The hovercraft and the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> go, yeah, I mean, I, I, Bermuda Triangle. I've, I've had to accept has become a little outdated. I, I mentioned yes. the Bermuda Triangle to people. Now they don't know what I'm talking about. The hovercraft they have a vague memory of. Uh huh. But I say, you know, that, uh, and it, there's an in for you because the, the hovercraft was invented by Sir, Sir Christopher Cockrell. Oh. So you could bring, you could say, you know, I'm known as the uh, Cockrell, Mike. Name another um, famous cockerel who was involved in uh, transport. Well, there was a moment last week where, when it was very bad weather and we mm. drove through some flooding when we were heading to Durham and, uh, and a, a lorry put wind... You know, when they do the big splash and it goes right across your windscreen and yeah. you can't see for a little while. Yeah. So it was treacherous driving conditions. Mm. And uh, later on in the journey, Mike described it as a puddle. And I said, I think that was flooding. I don't think it was a puddle. Yeah. But you know, we could have brought a bit like a day. Your relationship. (laughs) This is what happens. It's long. It's long periods of just 
each other's company. You see, in the office, with the girls in the office, Frank, I actually, the other day, I got, actually got angry with them because I didn't feel they were paying me enough attention. <laughs> yeah. And I get in in the morning and I have to tell them everything. I offload. And one of them was working at the screen. I said, can you stop doing that and listen to me? Wow. Yes. I, I, I was talking about my night out with Richard Bacon and George Lamb. They had to listen. <laughs> I had a night out with Richard Bacon and George Lamb. They were present. I can it beat was a that. Me- it was a meat-based guest list. I can beat that. Guest list. I met uh, Melanie Masson Shut the other night. Shut up. Yeah. What about that? Do you know Melanie Masson? No, I don't. She's, um, yeah, she's the 21st century uh, Janis Joplin. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. She's like the rock chick from this X Factor series. Long, curly, blonde She's hair. like, I call it, Mum, I'd like to hang out with a lot. Yeah, we had a difficult conversation. I'll be oh, no, am I going to cringe? Well, she seemed really uh, nice and, and much um, much more attractive, I thought, than she looked on X Factor. Right. Mm. Uh, but um, she said to me, I'd, I'd like to come and sing on your show. I said... What meaning this show? What, what show? Well, I don't know. I said, oh, what no. show? I presume she meant some TV show. She said, uh, I said, what, what show do you... She said, well, how many shows have you got? And I thought, this oh. is, you've got the wrong person. Oh. <laughs> it's another Graham Norton moment. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I felt. I mean, it just got a bit awkward. And then it sort of felt like, because I moved on, because I, uh, I didn't want to find out who she thought I was. And oh, then I think, think she, she thought, thought maybe I was rejecting the idea of having her on the show, because I don't have the show. I think it must be Graham Norton's show. Maybe she's a fan of this show and she wants to come in and she do She doesn't want to come up. How many singers do we have on here live? We've had one singer, David Essex, and he complained about us. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Whereas um, Annie said Chinaman, <laughs> which is no longer acceptable. <laughs> and um, He hated us, in fact. But I, go so far I, as I think Melanie us. thought that I was um, Graham Norton. I've, it's happens to me a lot, um, oh, new listeners. Awful. Yeah. In fact, I've been living in a civil partnership for two years. I don't even know who the other person is. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to keep the peace, that's all. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text us at 8.12.15 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Let me hear you say yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Are we, uh, are we heading towards email corner? I'm not making you press um, the jingle. But... Yeah, do we have to jingle every damn time we go there? That's only asking. McConnery, 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 Yeah. Oh, I like the fact it's had a remix. Um, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Listening to the podcast from Saturday, and Frank mentioned that some of the roughest estates in both London and Birmingham are named after famous writers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a very well, frank thing to say. In my uni <laughs> halls, our buildings are also named Chaucer, Byron and the like. Frank was right. The like? Yeah, yeah the, the X Factor band. Oh, our yeah, halls... They, they were good, I thought. They were, well, I don't think they, they... They didn't turn up as a band, they were individuals. And they, they, they put them together. <laughs> is that a real band? That would be good. The like, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Like. It was a real one. I don't know if this no, is a... That's oh, you're pulling my leg, mm. I see. Our halls of residence are known as the Bronx, and there is a gate and bridge separating us from the rest Hold of the on, universe. This is a halls of residence at a university. Yes. It's not going to be that rough, is it? No, yeah. but he's saying that it's known as the Bronx. I guess the naming thing is just a coincidence. It'll be those boys who, uh, you know, you get boys who wear a trilby. Yes, I know them. All the ones that are members Characters. of um, Rock Sock, they were always a bit dodgy. Well, this is actually from Rock a girl, Society. Laura. Yeah, oh. but that's who she's on about, be the boy in the trilby. Yeah. The Boy in the Trilby is my new novel. It's about an insecure <laughs> young man who goes to university and tries to carve out a colourful character for himself. 
Oh. Mm. Um. The sequel is called the boy, the boy with the pipe. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the one. You know when the, the nineteen-year-old thinks, oh, "I want to go pipe." That will make me look a bit uh-huh. more. It's yes. a terrible error. It's a difficult time. You're finding yourself, I think, at university, wouldn't Absolutely. you say? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Those, of course, who don't go to university find it through binge drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but there are many, you know, my father's house has many mansions. <laughs> um, Frank, we've yeah. had another email. This is from Jackie. She Can says, I say that, by the way, the area I lived in uh, near West Bromwich was called the Bronx. Was it really? Yeah, because we were closed for two weeks, closed off because of a bronchitis outbreak. Wow. And after that, um, yeah, it was known as the Bronx. It was the Bronx, yeah. yeah. I was sounded at home there today. Uh, Jackie <laughs> yeah. says, I just heard the news that there will be no more Merlin after oh, the current series. Can you believe that this has happened to me? I'm the oh. timing. I've just got into Merlin. It's so hot right now as well. It's really I can't believe trend, it. it? Yeah. Well, because, you know, because... Uh, uh, Please, dear listener, Emily and Alan are all, you know, have you seen Homeland? Have you seen The Wire? Things that are on that. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just but Merlin is on now. <laughs> it is on now. <laughs> and I've just got into it, series five, I think it is, and I thought, yeah. I love this. I'll, this is going to keep me going to, to my death. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they've pulled it this week. But, oh. Frank, you're going to have to find something else. I was thinking maybe Bergerac or Cadfire. <laughs> oh, no, this is a brilliant... Uh, it's the thinking man's Game of Thrones. Rosemary and Time? You d- have you seen Merlin? No, uh, I saw a bit of it once. No. It looked a I'm bit seen. seven-year-old boys in Wisconsin, I, I told thought you. I was going to... My next thing was to ask my manager to try and get me a part in it. <laughs> After his terrible failure <laughs> of getting me a part in Doctor Who. My manager is here today. I got him to phone up Doctor Who and say I would play did any part. Did you actually do that? Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God, I'm he so did. embarrassed. And what I'm did they so say? Embarrassed. I'll tell you what they said, because my manager told me this the other day. I spoke to the, um, the main person. <laughs> this is and mortifying. They, and she said that, we're, uh, that she was really glad to hear that that's something I wanted to do. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> stop. Now, surely there needs to be another part to that statement. And, for, and, and, and thus, we would like to offer, and thus we... No. Something like to do. Goodbye. <laughs> Frank, you've all, he's only told you about thirty percent of that conversation. I was Let thinking, me tell you. I was thinking I could be a, I could be a brilliant um, in Merlin. As, I'm thinking uh, as a plague victim. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's too late. Miss, I've missed my window. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we're still sort of an email corner, Frank. Yeah, we were just talking about the fact that uh, this is not really an experiment. It's more of a magic trick. If you put crisp packets in the oven, um, how long would you do them for days? Would you say? I don't remember. Oh. It goes about a minute. Or something. Yeah, no, I long. did it longer than that. And they shrink. At least twelve. But they don't. They don't shrivel. They sh- they shrink to tiny. I used to use it to simulate uh, Action Man snack food. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Daisy made them into badges. I made them. Yes, into badges, and then put them on my bleached denim jacket, clothes style. What I should um, do is I've still got some crisp packets left from my um, Walker's Crisp Comet Relief campaign. I could make some uh, lovely badges um, and uh, sell them through my website as um, novelty merchandise. Can I have the crisps out of those bags? <laughs> they've, gone, they've gone past their sell-by now. Don't bother me. OK, that's the spirit. <laughs> I'm in there. <laughs> What else? We're still in email corner, still I think you'll find. Yes. I can smell it. I can mm. smell the incense. Uh, good morning, radio. Brackets, mister. Mm. 
Cockrell and Dean. Mm. On listening to this week's podcast, the topic of road names, which have been named after a celebrity, I remembered spotting an interesting road name when I was driving to a friend's house in Reading a couple of years ago, Ayrton Senna Road. This being an extremely odd name to have in Reading, I did some research and apparently he did actually live here, pre-Formula One legendary fame. Oh, and if Emily ever happens to be 40 miles down the M4, I'd be mm -hmm. more than happy to show her the delights of the Reading nightlife. That's from Chris. I um, Thanks, Chris. I find that kind of amazing that yeah. Ayrton Senna used to live in Reading. Did he really? Well, also, it's amazing. No, he did. He did live there. Oh, okay. No, I checked this out. He lived there because it was equidistant between the two big... Um, where the two big teams are. Is it Williams and... Oh, okay. I don't know anything about Clarence Yeah, like yeah. But one of them's in Woking and one of them's... Right. So he picked Reading. So he picked Reading. I think he lived there about two years. Ayrton Senna lived in Reading. And I like the fact mm. that he picked it because it was equidistant. It gives him a sort of an air of Alan Partridge or something. It does. Yeah, but that's what car people are like. This is the most convenient for me. I watched <laughs> that film. I persuaded my girlfriend to watch Senna. Have you seen it, the documentary? I haven't no. seen it. It's no. a fabulous film. But she said, I'm not watching this. I'm not interested in cars. I said, I'm not interested in cars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I am? I've just heard it's a brilliant documentary. I hope you said it in that tone as well. It was great um spoiler alert actually it was great um spoiler alert about a racing <laughs> car film spoiler alert. spoiler alert yeah it was great that she didn't she didn't know he got killed oh, so no. it was a proper shock mm. ending she couldn't believe it are you still clicking your pen no i'm clicking my fingernails oh okay <laughs> oh come on it is my back <laughs> <laughs> no, and she's we were watching it and she said he's a very he's, he is a very beautiful man Oh, really? oh I, God! I, as I pointed out to her, if we were watching a documentary, you know, a, a sort of hard-hitting, fly-on-the-wall documentary about, say, Lucy Pinder, uh -huh. and I said she is a very beautiful, I would never be <laughs> the end of it. That would be really? the oh man, the amount of stick I'd get. You'd lose the use of your legs. Yeah, <laughs> but she'll often say to me, she in the street, she'll say he was a very beautiful man. Which is yeah, why is that fair? Because you've had it your way about 2,000 years, it's our turn now, sorry. <sighs> I mean, I daren't even mention Linda Lusardi again in our <laughs> <laughs> It's like a red rag to a bull. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I have a pun alert uh, coming up now. Okay. If, uh, if I was to say to you, news story this week, mm. headline, Marseille what? Say what? Say what? Mar Joey Barton's French accent. Oh, yes. He was in Marseille, wasn't he? He yeah. was. And nobody seems to have seen the pun of Marseille. Oh, no, we've seen it. Say what? <laughs> Sorry, um, just to correct you, we've seen it. All right, you two are a tough crowd today. <laughs> yeah. You need to know that. I feel, I feel uh, a bit bilious now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to have a lie Frank's down. got his cat file hoodie on, though. Did yeah. you? That's a, it's a in memoriam to Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe they're Paul Merlin. Even the kid who plays Merlin said, "Well, it's, it's run its course." Yeah, sure. He's thinking, <laughs> he's thinking, "I'll uh, I'll jump ship now, and then I'll get something for the sort of twenty-something yeah, dude." You know, is the life after Merlin? Well, there might be there might be work going on two and a half men. You never know. He could yeah. rise from the ashes. Is that a different oh. thing? Yeah. Well, he's trying else, to do a pun it? thing again. No, I wasn't. I was just oh, thinking, okay. you know... Leave the puns some kind to of Tim Vine. Creature. He <laughs> knows yeah, what the, he's that doing. That was the phoenix. Yeah. Well, he, could lie, he could rise like a phoenix, couldn't he? <laughs> this is so two yeah, blokes can, in a pub. Can, can, <laughs> this is so two blokes. Can this conversation rise like a phoenix <laughs> in the ashes? That's the question. 
Okay. Do you mean the Joey Barton one or the Merlin one? You could have stuck. You could have said this is a terrible mistake, but no, he said, "Oh, it's run its course." <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but then, if you don't, you kind of end up campaigning for a program that's been cancelled. It always looks a bit needy, doesn't it? Oh no! It's oh, don't. I know say. people that do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah but Reggie Yates, his Radio One show, is is um, he's not doing it anymore, mm-hmm. and he says I'm pursuing other projects. Right now. He might well be, and it might all be straight, but, but you don't say that because that's what people say when they've been pushed. Mm-hmm. So don't say it. But when people say I'm pursuing other projects, they mean usually like a big jigsaw <laughs> I've just bought. I used to hate it when I was younger and people would say, oh, I'm in something tonight, when I was sort of about 16. Yeah, my um, mates used to say and, that as well. And, you know, they'd say... Sexist. <laughs> Thank. <laughs> they'd say, can you ring up the BBC, speak to them and say how brilliant I was? You have to do it. Uh, Isn't no. it awful? I always refused. Yeah. Um, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at me. Anyway, where anyway, were we? Joey Barton. We were Barton. with Joey Barton. We were Marseille. Ho, 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 ho. He's been mocked, but isn't there a bit of it that's sort of quite well, we nice should say, of So he was putting on a French accent for this he press was, conference. He uh, was speaking in English, but in the French accent. And his, his defence was that he didn't think they'd understand the Scouse accent. So he spoke English in a, in a French no, accent. Mm-hmm. but he got the tenses wrong on purpose. He was using the present tense. He was going, I oh, watched anyway. Lille yesterday. Yeah. Why was, was he using the present tense all well, the he, time? He, he went all the way. Um, yeah. Well, he didn't do the footballer's tense, which, of course, no. which is, I've, look, <laughs> I've looked up. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the defender. Um, he didn't do that. Steve McLaren, a former yes. England manager, of course, famously did the this Dutch. when he went to... Uh, it is difficult team. He started doing all that stuff. Uh, I... He's an, an enigmatic character, Joey Barton, though, isn't mm. he? There's something very interesting I quite love him now. about Joey Barton. Mm. He can be a very horrible human being on the pitch, mm. but a fascinating one off it. I thought maybe I that was it. That. Maybe that was it. Maybe he thinks that his sort of philosophy epithets, they they come across better in a French accent. Well, he's probably Perhaps right he's gonna... about that. I looked at his, um, at his tweet page. Oh, yeah. And... Um, he says on it, can you do me a favour, from now on all my tweets, can you read out in a French accent? Oh, good <laughs> friend. You know, he very much embraces it. The, the one thing that put me off yeah. um, was that uh, it said at the t- You know, you, you write a thing at the top of the tweet thing. Oh, right? yeah, your bio, yeah. You're sort of... Uh, right, what yeah. is yours, Em? Uh, deputy editor slash radio sidekick. Yeah, but often it's at a phrase or something, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And his was, there is only one thing worse than being talked about, and that he's not being talked about. Right. Of course, it's an Oscar Wilde quote. It's mm-hmm. a bit tired. Uh, and we also, want anyone. And also, it's not true, no. because there's a lot of things um, <laughs> be worse than being both <laughs> talked about and not talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, just off the top of my head, eczema <laughs> is worse than both of those things. So, so have a rethink on that one, uh, Joey. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about Joey yes. Barton, Frank. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's yeah, a really baby. good thing oh, on, the, on the website. <laughs> oh, God, that's disgusting. Sorry. On the BBC website, on the story about Joey Barton doing the French accent, they had a psychologist woman who said, one thing that might be going on is that Barton is adapting his speech style to sound French because he's in France. Mm. And I thought, well, Isn't thank that, you very much. That's what experts <laughs> are like, though, isn't it? Yeah. Remember, they used to get those psychological experts yeah, the on, Big the, on Big Brother <laughs> who'd say, yeah, the reason that um, he looked upset then is because he was upset. He's, mm. a, bit, he's a bit angry. Okay. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier about jobs we could do instead. I reckon I could do that. Joe, yeah. Joey Barton, he also did this thing where he'd pause 
as if he was about to say, how you say. Yeah. But he didn't go that far, but he'd say, it's a little bit boring. Yeah. With a question. He did it well. He did. I he, suppose if you can't speak the language, it's the next best thing. I like it? it. I think it's endearing. I do it all the time, 100%, whenever I'm talking to anyone. I was sat next to an Italian woman the other day and I did it totally. I was at dinner. Really? Yes. I, did, right. I think I might have said how you say about three times as well. Well, I, um, I do it when anyone asks me what my son is called. Because mm. he's called Boz. I've found people say Boz. That's <laughs> in my accent. I say, no, it's called Boz. Boz. Yeah. And then I say, no, no, he's, and I want to, I say Buzz to help them. I do. But I find myself saying, no, he's called Buzz. I have to have a little run up. No, no, he's called, oh, silly. <laughs> he's called Buzz. Don't you see? <laughs> and the whole thing has to, so suddenly I have to go posh to say what my son's name is. I picked the wrong name, Frank, obviously. Have we got time for a quick tweet? Shut up. I haven't finished talking about this yet. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> the other thing mm-hmm. on his on his uh, tweet page, yes. he retweeted a quote from Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah, did he? That's very Joey Barton, though. It yeah, is. He is that. he trying a bit too hard? No, um, I like. I quite like that. I wonder if he's hired a uh, a ghost intellectual to man his tweets. Oh, maybe. Mm. Anyway, the quote is: "We hear only those questions for which we are in a position to find answers." He's a bit. He's a bit Cantonese. Cantonese. I've got to say, he's Cantonese. Cantonese. Yes, I disagree. He's a bit Cantonese. Yes, I do as well. I hear all sorts of questions. I actually don't understand it, but that's okay. Bear in mind. Yeah, we only hear the questions we got answers for, is it, roughly speaking? Oh, OK. Well, okay. I've been to several pub quizzes that would well, exactly. totally dispute that. Yeah, you can't say. Sorry, I didn't hear that. You watch a lot of quizzes on the old uh, television, don't you? I guess at everything. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> guess. If there's one about Tibetan, li- li- um, Tibetan literature, <laughs> who, who wrote the Fat uh, Hai? I'll go, Pai <laughs> Hai. I'll have a guess at everything. If, if I ever get one, it'll be the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Frank, I'd like to take us not into fashion corner. I'm going to call it hair corner. Okay. Um, this is regarding Kay Middy, the Duchess of Cambridge, who I'm a bi- I'm a big fan of her yeah, work. You know, I have something to ask you about this. Yeah, go on. Go well, on, go she, on. she had a fringe cut this week. Did she though? Well, I'm calling it a hinge. <laughs> it's See, a half fringe. It's exactly. They're all calling it a fringe. Kate's new fringe. This and Kate's new fringe. Mm-hmm. That. It's no Max Wall. It's not a, like, high fringe. <laughs> no, that would have been you. He had a very fringe, high fringe. Well, yeah, he was bald, yeah. I would say. <laughs> a fringe is um, Jessie J. Has got a, yeah. When yes. she's in a geometric... Like a sort of Egyptian-y type. Yeah, thing. a fringe is a straight-down piece of hair covering the forehead. Yes. Oh, <laughs> OK. OK, Nikki Clark. <laughs> what she's done is she's let it grow a bit long and it's a bit floppy around the front. She has a side fringe. It's a hinge. It's fine. Have right. you got one? Is yeah, that... I've got a hinge. Bit of a half fringe. See, I would never call that a fringe. I mean, in years. Okay. But I would say that you've got the same thing that the newspapers have been going mad about Kate for having. They've mm. been really excited about it, haven't they? If really she had excited. a fringe, if she had a proper fringe, I think that would be extremely insensitive, given the state of her husband's head. Well, this <laughs> well, is he's it. losing it more, isn't he now? I think that's why she's grown hers to make the headlines. Nobody's looking at his. I'm, I think on the stamps, she's going to calm her straight across, straight across, <laughs> straight across his. Hers is a bit seventies. Yeah, mm. I quite like it. Yeah, I don't like it as no? much. Oh, I okay. think she's got a pretty face, Kate. Don't mm-hmm. don't hide it away. Okay. I think she should have a little sort of elf in Julie Covington in Rock Follies type of haircut. Oh, yeah. Google it. Okay. <laughs> But you know they were saying that now Ashley, she's Google um, it. Can't, <laughs> 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 what 
all the lookalikes have got to run out and do the same. There were some complaining because obviously they have oh, to keep course, up with her looks. They have to look. But, you could have fun, couldn't you, doing that? Oh yeah. You could just uh, gel it into a big point, and all the lookalikes <laughs> have to go and do it. Jedward did. This was a big problem with um, with the David Beckham lookalikes. They couldn't keep up. Yeah. No. Okay. Frank, do you know, actually, I had a, a couple of lookalikes in... Um, Did you? What, Emily ca- Dean lookalikes? No. Yeah. <laughs> they were Brad and Angie lookalikes, and they came into the install offices this week. They were promoting something. Oh, it was a bit tragic, Frank. They had oh. cupcakes or something, but she, the evening wear looked a bit stained. I oh, mean, she was yeah, a good no. lookalike, but then she left her hair extension on the floor as well. Oh, dear. Oh, that was depressing. Malting. And Brad had scuff shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't... They're not going to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be similar. Is, no, but is there are presentation problems with yes. the lower end of the food chain. <laughs> oh, come now. That's a bit cruel. The lookalike circuit, I mean. I, I, I don't need these people personally. I don't need to worry about them. I worked with um, with the Karl Marx lookalike. Did you? You've I worked s- with them all. And I, said, is there, I said, is there much money in Karl Marx? He said, I do um, seasonal workers, Father Christmas. Oh, good for it. Terrible clash of capitalism (laughs) and (laughs) communism. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had a tweet, haven't we? We have. I know. Why do you say it with such a sense of grim foreboding in your voice? I I feel that the 21st century has burst into the room. Mm. I'm excited about it. Um, This is from Ella. She says um, she's been matching the at Frank on Absolute team to fictional characters. Ah. Peter Pan equals Frank. Scholar O'Hara equals Divine Miss M. That's my Twitter handle. Hold on. Peter Pan equals Frank. Well, I'll tell you her reason in a minute. Okay. And Alan is a lovable Scrooge. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, the reasons are, (laughs) I decided Peter Pan for Frank because he would look well... Let me guess. Is is it because on stage I'm always portrayed by an adult woman? (laughs) (laughs) No, because he would look rather fine in that green outfit and has the twinkly eyes of youth forever. Means I'll be able to uh, hide in snooker halls. Mm-hmm. M, good. as Scarlett O'Hara, both ladies with attitude that know the difference the right dress can make. Scarlett O'Hara, we should explain to uh, uh, listeners who don't know, that's the main character from uh, Gone with the Wind. A spoilt mm-hmm. southern belle. Whose catchphrase was, tomorrow is another day, which yeah. was the forerunner of the brief <laughs> history of time in which, um, <laughs> of which Stephen Hawking expanded. Mm. Absolutely more. Um... I was just advertising another one of the French um, oh, absolute stations. Joe Barton's one of the <laughs> yeah, DJs. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm tuning Joe that. Barton could be the breakfast host. And then finally, yeah. Alan will be Scrooge because he likes a bargain, a rant, and an occasional sneer. There we go. Mm. Yeah, it's the lovable bit I've got a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, poor old uh, Alan. Poor old Alan. <laughs> Poor old Alan, yeah, that's, feel, that's how that ends. I feel, feel bad about that. So, um, I've got to... Uh, guess what I'm going to do Wednesday night? What? I'm going to see the fall. Oh, excellent. Oh. Yeah, they're playing in Islington, in London. So, oh, in um, a shed? Um, obviously, if you <laughs> say hello, don't speak to me for too long or I'll start running around around like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be uh, terrible. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. It's been lovely talking to you all. Have a fabulous week. Goodbye. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.